Meditation helps us live with the peace and purpose of Christ. Download the Abide app today and start your practice of daily meditation. Captain Thaddeus Cadiddle. And this, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories, and our destination, dreams. You're in for an adventure, my friend. So, all aboard, and welcome to Skyship Dreamer. Dream on. story room. You know, funny thing is, I I never told you the story of Skyship Dreamer, this very vessel we're flying in right now. Did you know this was once a sailing ship? Mm-hmm. My great-great-great-grandfather owned a small fleet of clipper ships back in the 1840s. But this, oh, this one was his very favorite. It was a beautiful ship he designed himself. He called it Dreamer. When steamships came about, he sold the other ships, but he kept this one. When he died, he passed it on to his son, and he passed it on to his son, and so on. By the time my father inherited this ship, oh, it was in very sad shape. Worn by the wind and the waves and the sun. Beaten down, taking on water. Many people encouraged my father to scrap the old ship. But he just couldn't bring himself to do it. By the way, my father wasn't even a sailor. He was a pilot. That's right, he designed and flew fighter jets. One day after he retired, he he looked at the dreamer and thought, why not make it fly? And so he did. I helped my father. Much time, much work, and much love went into this vessel. And now the ship that was once headed to the scrap heap is flying high and bringing joy to many. Skyship Dreamer. You know, it's a, it's a lot like God sees us. The world sees our problems, but, but God sees our possibilities. The world says, you are who you are, and that's all you'll ever be. But God says, no. I've called you to fly. And he rescues us out of our ordinary and takes us into his extraordinary. That's what God has ahead for you, my friend. If you follow him with all your heart 
he'll take you places far beyond your imagination. Oh, here's my friend John coming over to us now. He came across a beautiful story about two friends, a boy and a girl, who discovered something life-changing about how God sees you and me. I think you'll like this story. Take a listen and, and you let me know, all right? John? Oh, thank you, Captain. Have you ever fallen down? Well, of course you have. When that happens, you can pick yourself back up, or maybe someone has helped you. And when you've seen a friend fall, you've probably given your hand to help them up. Why does God let us fall in the first place? Well, sometimes it's part of a lesson he wants to teach us. So, tonight he has something he wants us to learn. <laughs> Don't worry, there's no homework. Now, before I read this story, I'd like you to clear your mind of distractions, all right? Don't think of games or friends or anything else, because God has a message for you. Now, close your eyes so you can see the people in our story and how they accept what God has for them. I'd like you to meet two very special people and see how God showed them something very important. Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Ryan who lived next door to his best friend, a girl named Belinda. Now, even though boys of his age weren't supposed to like girls, Ryan and Belinda had grown up together. Besides, Belinda liked to play baseball, Ryan's favorite sport. Although she was little, she could hit the ball a mile and could run like the wind. When you can run fast, you're said to have good wheels. Ryan called her red because of her copper-colored hair. Her face was covered by a constellation of freckles. Her deep green eyes shone like emeralds. She was funny, too, and they spent lots of time together. On days when there weren't enough kids to play an actual baseball game, Ryan invented one. He could play with her. They'd walk across the street to the park, and he would pitch the ball to Belinda. If she could hit the ball and run the bases before he could retrieve the ball and tag her, it was a home run. But with her good wheels, she was often safe. They always walked to school together, since it was just a block away. On the first day of school, he noticed she was struggling to carry her new books home. Uh, I'll carry those for you, he said. Belinda shook her head. I can do it. They weigh more than you do, Red. He reached out and took the backpack from her, then tossed it over his shoulder. Well, thank you, she said. It was pretty heavy. Hey, you want to play our home run game before dinner? She shook her head. The field is all wet, but we can go to the swings. After they did their homework, they went to the park. The swings were old, with rusty chains that squeaked, but they still worked. Belinda always tried to outdo Ryan, going higher and higher on the swings. The setting sun shone through her ringlets of hair as she pumped her legs. I'm higher than you, she laughed at him as he tried to swing higher but couldn't. 
Up I go. I can fly, she said, as she swung past him. And then the old rusty chains holding the swing broke, sending Belinda flying. She landed hard several feet away. Ryan ran and crouched down next to her. Wow, Red, you, you actually flew. But she didn't smile. Uh, are you okay? She lifted her head up. I, I, I don't know. He extended his hand to help her up. Come on, let's go home. She took it, but didn't get up. A look of fear washed over her. Ryan studied her face. Uh, what's wrong? Are, are you hurt? I can't feel my legs, Ryan. Go get my dad. R run! That night, Ryan's parents brought him to the hospital, where they saw Belinda's parents talking to the doctor. Belinda's mom shook her head and started to cry. How is she? asked Ryan's dad. Belinda's father looked at the floor. She's paralyzed from the waist down. Ryan tugged at his father's sleeve. What's that mean, Dad? Belinda's father crouched down to look at him. The doctor doesn't think she'll ever walk again, Ryan. Belinda will never be the same. The thought of his best friend never being able to walk, well, that was, that was too much for a little boy to handle. He needed a shoulder to lean on. So he turned to God that night. Ryan knelt down at his bedside to say his prayers. Please, God, help Belinda get well. I know you can make her the same as she was before. Take away her pain. You are all-powerful and can do anything. Please heal my friend. And while God hears all prayers, sometimes his answer is something different than what you expect. A few months later, Belinda was ready to go back to school, so Ryan showed up that morning to go with her. She rode to the sidewalk in her motorized wheelchair with her backpack in her lap. I can't wait to get back to class, she said. Oh, everyone has missed you, Ryan said. He grabbed her backpack and started to walk. She smiled at him. You don't have to carry my books, Ryan. They can sit on my lap. But they might slide off, he said. Besides, it's always been my job. They talked as they headed to school. And then suddenly, Belinda was quiet. He looked to the side. She wasn't there. And he heard laughter. He turned around and saw her chair stuck in the grass, with Belinda struggling to move forward. Some other students were pointing and laughing at her. Ryan whipped his head around and glared at them, just as a teacher came out and shooed them away. He quickly ran to Belinda. What happened? Battery died, she said, as she wiped a tear. He moved behind the chair and pushed her out of the grass 
onto the sidewalk. I'll be your battery. That day, he pushed her everywhere, to the classroom, the cafeteria, and back home. But as the day had worn on, he noticed something. Belinda was acting normal, still funny. A few times, he actually forgot she was in a wheelchair. After school, he wheeled her up to her front door, where she was met by her parents, and he thought of what her father had said at the hospital. She'll never be the same. Then, Ryan got an idea. An hour later, he found her in the backyard. It's a nice day, Red. She nodded as she turned to face him. Yeah, the sun feels good on my face. She noticed he was carrying a baseball bat, some balls, and a glove. You got a game? No, Red. We do. I don't understand. Come on, we're going to the park. Home run game. She looked down. I can't run, Ryan. I, I can't even walk. You can swing a bat, can't you? She shrugged. I guess. Battery charged up? Yeah. And you've got wheels. He handed her the bat. Let's go. They headed across the street to the park. Belinda stopped her chair near home plate, while Ryan went to the pitcher's mound. Batter up, he said. Belinda shouldered the bat. I'm not sure if I can hit it. Just try. Ryan lobbed a ball toward her. Belinda made an awkward swing and missed. Strike one. I have to get used to swinging a bat while sitting, she said. She steadied herself in the chair, and she put the bat on her shoulder. Ryan tossed another ball. This time the swing looked better, but she missed again. Strike two. One more, she said. I think I can do this. Ryan said a silent prayer. Please, God, let her hit the ball. He tossed the ball toward home plate. She swung and hit the ball well. It zipped through the infield and kept rolling toward the outfield wall. She dropped the bat and clapped her hands and flashed the biggest smile Ryan had seen since the accident. I hit it! Well, asked Ryan, well, what? You got wheels. <gasps> she nodded, pushed the lever on the chair, and headed toward first base as Ryan ran to get the ball. By the time he reached it, he turned around and saw her rolling past second base. You'll never catch me, she yelled. Ryan was going to jog back, but he heard a voice in his head. You can't let her win. God was talking to him. He understood. If Belinda thought he was letting her win, she'd know she wasn't the same. Ryan grabbed the ball and raced toward home plate, keeping an eye on Belinda. It was going to be close. Belinda wheeled past home plate one second before Ryan reached her. Safe, said Ryan. She spun the chair around to face him. I'm always safe when you're around. That night, Ryan knelt down at his bedside. And he thanked God for answering his prayer.
Sure, Belinda couldn't walk. But inside, she was the same. And always would be. There's a wonderful scripture in 1 Samuel 16.7. When the prophet Samuel was looking for the next king to anoint, God told him something very important. God sees not as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. That's 1 Samuel 16.7. And it's something Ryan learned about his best friend, Belinda. And now I'm going to pray a prayer that's for you and for me. God, please help me to understand you have a plan and that everything happens for a reason. Let me see others for what they are inside and not judge them by how they look or what they can do. Thank you for showing me the way as I grow up and learn that your love comes in many different forms, that there is beauty in all you create. Thank you, God, for the gifts you have given me. And let me share your love by accepting everyone as they are, because you created them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed our story. There's much more to come. Until our next voyage on Skyship Dreamer, keep dreaming. <laughs>